Hello. Hello, my friend. Hi. Your audio sounds so good. Are you on like an extra good Wi-Fi or something? I am. I'm in my new apartment. I'm on that good Wi-Fi. Oh, hell yeah. We got FaceTime audio working. How's your internet? Uh, it's it's fine. I, I fix it. It's not worth talking about. Dumb technology. Yeah, fuck technology. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm taking like a partial sick day today because I got my booster and my flu shot yesterday. I think you should take a full ass sick day for that. Full ass. Whole ass out sick day. Give me all of the ass that you have on that sick day. Man, if I had a nickel for every time I said, give me all the ass you had, <laughs> girl. Girl shit. How do you feel after getting your boosters? I actually feel okay. Um, I'm a little tired. I say this as I'm like literally melting into the couch. I mean, <laughs> look, melting into the couch is good for you when you're, uh, yeah. when you're trying to heal and recover. Because the first two, I got that Moderna, and I remember being like having the chills. <laughs> got that Moderna and... though. <laughs> <laughs> I got the M's, and it was extremely uh, hard. I-, I felt very sick. And then Pfizer, I, th- that one made my armpit swell up. Your armpit my... swell up. Yeah, my lymph nodes are still not back to normal from that one. Wild. I know. We heard your now... first vaccine's bad for you. What do they put in these things, right? <laughs> microchips mm-hmm. lenny come here lenny, hey, buddy. Lenny, lenny lenny's still getting used to the new apartment give him some scratches for me i will how are you Scritch- settling into the new apartment uh really well i unpacked the final boxes last night yeah is this starting to feel starting to feel nice i know we first talked about it you were like eh, it's not as nice as my old place you were kind of like it's a necessary no, it's evil great. but you're into it now yeah, I love it. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, it's got really good light, and it's really nice to work from, and I love it a lot. And the only thing it's missing is a backyard. Yeah, I mean, your backyard was, out. like, extraordinary in your previous apartment. Like, extraordinary in the real sense of the word. Uh, it is not ordinary to have a backyard like that living in Brooklyn. <laughs> it is extraordinary. Yeah. And it was, like, backed up onto one of the prettiest alleyways in all of New York, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a special place, but this place has some really good charm, too. I really like it. I'm glad. I'm very happy for you. Yeah. And I guess it'd be, like, all your place. You don't have to compromise with anybody on any design decisions. You just do whatever you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Except for Lenny. Yeah, well, I think Lenny is a pretty... uh, doesn't doesn't really drive a hard bargain, I don't think. No, he doesn't. He's like, do you want to sit on me? Do you want to hold me forever? He's like, I don't like this couch, Linda. You're like, what if I gave you a biscuit? He's like, I love this couch. It's my favorite couch I've ever seen. <laughs> what about a greenie? I'll buy you that couch. <laughs> Dude, Sadie fucking loves greenies. It's like her favorite treat by far. Yeah, I know. Like, he flips out the minute I open that bag. So excited. We do this thing with Sadie where uh, we will open the whole bag and tell her to get one and she'll put her little snoot in there and like snuffle around for a while and then come out with one. <laughs> it's very cute. That's super cute. She hasn't figured out yet, but she could put multiple in her mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> Does she do the thing where she like very gingerly just like gets her front teeth like like n- nibbles it away from the bag? Yeah. 
But then once she gets it out, yeah. that thing is gonzo, baby. Dang. Not long for this world. Chomped to bits. Little bit chomper. We recently found a type of chew toy that Sadie actually likes to chew, which is what? a miracle. We've never seen this dog play with anything in her entire life, but we found some... I don't even know, like Himalayan chew stick or something, uh, and she's Whoa. really into it. So we bought like fifty. We're like, that's it. This is the chew thing you're gonna have forever now. I might want a link to this because Lenny is not a chewer of toys, and because of this, he has really bad teeth. Like, I guess it's really good for them to chew on shit because it cleans yeah. up the teeth. Yeah, yeah. She never chewed on anything, so I brush her teeth pretty regularly to try and keep them uh, keep them going. You strong. one of those. You're one of those good dog dads. I they, they always yell at me and say I need to brush his teeth every day. And I'm like... Every I... day is insanity. I don't know. Anybody that brushes their dog's teeth every day, that's that's really extra. I mean, it's good I for the it's... dog. I'm, I'm glad. Good for you. You're better than me, I guess. But Yeah. It feels imagine... like one of those things where they should just say, you know, if you do it once a week, you're doing all right. Uh, I imagine Lenny probably, probably is very do. squirmy because he's got such, you know, younger dog energy. Sadie is like, you know... It's like cleaning a statue. I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of stick it in there, rub it around. She gets like a big look on her eyes, like "What's this? that's happening?" And then, it's yeah, all yeah. No, Lenny. Like as soon as I pull the toothpaste out, he's so smart. He sees it. He knows, and he's like starts to like run away. Oh, to really? The other side of the house. Yeah. See, Sadie. Sadie like enjoys the taste of the toothpaste so much. She will like actively pursue getting her teeth brushed. Yeah, I can tell that he likes the taste. So it, it, you can tell that he's having this like split personality thing happening. He's tortured. Where he, yeah, he fucking hates all of the sensations, but the flavor is nice. So I'll see him like lick his lips afterwards and he's like, mmm, yummy. But yeah. What if they made human toothpaste meat flavored? I think Sadie's toothpaste is peanut butter flavored, not meat flavored. Oh. Yeah, Which I'm not going like, to lie. A couple times I've been like, oh, no, I lied. It's chicken flavored. I totally lied because I, I did have the thought of like, what if I use the dog's toothpaste? And then it was <laughs> chicken flavored. I do remember this. So You tried it? No, I didn't try it. I, I thought, oh, what okay. if I did this? And then I looked at it with my eyes and saw, aha. And you were like, I changed Chicken flavored. Mind. I will take a hard pass on that. One, one hard pass, please. <laughs> uh, what else is It new? sounds weird when you say it that way, Linda. <laughs> whatever what else is new how's your other podcast going have you been busy being uh, uh, highly producing Magic the Gathering podcast times uh, everything is good other podcast is good I had an ambitious goal of downloads I wanted to hit by the end of the year and we're going to fall just short of it I think but oh, uh, good. I'm excited that like you know got close to our ambitious goal That was that was fun well, that's what ambitious goals are for. Like, yeah. they're ambitious for a reason. If you knew you could hit it, then... Like, I made it in, like, June, and I was like, this seems really unlikely, but it'd be very cool if we got to this number, and... So yeah. what kind of efforts did you make in hitting that goal? Did you do some marketing stuff? Did you do some SEO stuff? What did you do? Really not much. I mean, we just, like, kept trying to make a good show. I think, uh, you know, the, the trick of podcasts is that, like, the reason so many podcasts have guests is that it gives you some like exposure to a new audience which is people that are fans of whoever your guest is like that's why no one listens to this show because they have to be, already be fans of you and i right uh right. i mean i guess we could try and get johnny hallman to tweet out that he was a guest on the last episode as a trick and then all of the destroy today bros would uh, would slide into our, uh, our downloads <laughs> but um 
but yeah, so we had a couple guests on and just like trying to make a good show basically is uh, is the thing. We actually we we got a, a little bit of a download bump because of some some drama Linda in uh well, <gasps> it's not it's not really drama. It's kind of drama in the magic community. There is um there's a really big magic podcast, probably the biggest magic podcast I would guess. Although there's this thing happening now Linda, which is that a lot of people are making what they're calling a podcast, but it's just on YouTube and it's not an RSS what? feed, it's not any podcast apps, but they call it a podcast, and it drives me crazy. So it's I, just like an audio ver- like uh, clip. Some of them even have video, but they just call it a podcast if like the video is just like them sitting in a studio talking, but they still call it a podcast, even though it's <sighs> structurally not a podcast. So it's if you count right. those things, there's like one YouTube series that's maybe more popular, but it's like the most popular magic podcast, and like a year ago, they took a... Sponsorship—the first sponsorship they ever took outside of like the magic sphere. All these things are sponsored by like you know websites that sell magic cards or whatever. That's very typical. But they yeah. took a sponsorship from FTX. If you've been following all the FTX news, oh wow, yeah. And when they took that sponsorship, their listenership, me included, uh, like was very upset. We were like, "Crypto's a huge scam. You're like pushing the scam on your audience. It's a bunch of BS. Like you sold out. How dare you do this?" Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, and they just, like, immediately dismissed all of the criticisms because I'm sure they were getting a huge paycheck. They didn't care. They were like, whatever. Right. Uh, they had a Patreon that lost, like, I don't know, like half of its or, like, a third of its, like, patrons, like, you know, in the course of a week because people were wow. so upset about this. Uh, and then, obviously, when the whole thing went under, it was like, haha, told you so, dipshits. Damn. And uh, I make a dumb little intro for every every episode of the podcast. And I, uh, I made an intro that week for where I inter- interspersed snippets of their ad reads where they said this is like the trustworthy place to go and you know invest in crypto with newscasters reading stories about ftx to make this like you know kind of scathing uh humorous like supercut of uh of them saying it's trustworthy and the whole world saying it's a huge scandal and uh and that got us a bunch of people that downloaded it just for the just for the tea just for the drama it's just a bunch of not jokes not jokes trustworthy not (laughs) <laughs> I'll send it to you. You can listen to it. It's it. Thank you. It's the kind of thing. It's actually way harder to make than people than than you would expect. Like it took me forever to find all the clips and put them together. It doesn't matter though. Anyway, it's going great. We also, Linda, are starting streaming on Twitch, which is a whole new world. Whoa! A whole new That's world. World, yeah. We um. That was part of me building this studio in my basement. Was that I built a whole studio that is also for podcasting and streaming. And so this is our first time, like, using the studio to uh, to stream some stuff, and it's been it's been exciting and also weird, but uh, but yeah. kind of fun. Okay, cool. What's weird about it? Well, the thing that's weird about it is like, it's not like we are monetizing our hobby because we make no money off of this. We just do this for fun, right? And the right. reason we like making the podcast and like doing the stream is because we get to connect with like-minded people that like the same things about the game and you know have conversations with them or whatever like have a little community but it feels a little weird to like participate in all of these economies right like the fact that i care about the numbers of downloads the show has like feels weird and it almost it has it starts to smack a little bit of like you know just just putting your like the thing you do for fun in like some sort of like capitalism driven economy of like caring about clicks or downloads or stream views or whatever which I have very mixed feelings about. Yeah, I do too. What do I mean, you think just about capitalism. it? Like what? Uh, making the thing that you like make money for you? Not even make money. In this case, like we're just doing it for fun. But like 
But like, if right. I'm gonna play Magic with my friend, like, what do you think of the idea of like, oh, let's stream it instead and make this like a kind of social performance thing uh, and like try and get people to watch it? Like, does that? Yeah. How much does that like ruin the experience? Well, it depends. It depends on your reasons why. Like, I think that if your self worth uh, exists only based on like other people or outside validation. Like, I think that's a bad thing. I think like, I, I, I don't think that's good. Um, and as your friend, I'd be worried about you if I felt like you had like no self-esteem and the only way that you could feel happy is if other people are like, yes, Andy, good job. Here are views and likes. But I think that you've worked on that and you're not one of those people. And I think that you're genuinely just like, this brought me joy. Will it bring you joy? And I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm somewhere on that spectrum. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, the likes and stuff feel good, right? Like, it f feels good to have the little, like, yeah. the little, uh, whatchamacallit, slot machine of uh, the internet give you some endorphin points. But at the same time, it's like, th the reason I love this game is because of the social aspect. And so, like, all of this is kind of an attempt to share the social aspect that I have with, like, my local play group that I see every week or, you know, a couple times a week to, like, play in person to try and, like, have a similar or at least... Uh, you know, somewhat similar experience with like a broader group of people. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm somewhere on that spectrum. But I, don't, that... I don't really know where on that spectrum I am. I don't know how much I actually care that yeah. people watch. I, mean, I don't think well, I would do it if people weren't that... watching, but I don't think it's because that's where my self-worth or value comes from. I think it's just because, well, if no one's watching, then why go through the extra work and like, you know, put right. on the lights and pull down the green screens, you know? Yeah. Well, so here's the other side of that. There's like, uh, am I getting validation out of this? Is this healthy? And then there's like, uh, how are you making other people feel who are engaging with this content? I'm sorry if you can hear this annoying sound, by the way. I'm lint rolling stuff because there is hair everywhere. I'm shedding a lot. This is what happens um, on Earth to Window, okay? This is part of the uh, the sound landscape. Yeah, if you don't like the sound landscape, you can pretty much go... Fuck right off. off. Turn this podcast <laughs> off. You're banned from listening. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that this is like some of my issue with Instagram and stuff is that like, not only are people like, I know that it makes, uh, my anxiety worse and my sadness worse, but that's, oh, that's okay. I'm going to do it anyways. And then there's like, um, are you creating something to make other people feel bad about themselves or to bring them joy? And I think that there are some social things that are like, look at how much better my life is than yours. And mm. I think that's kind of fucked up and shitty. For sure. But I think sure. that if you're genuinely like what I like about our podcast is that the feedback that I get about it is that some people are like, it makes me feel a little less lonely sometimes. Yeah. And when yeah. I when I need to go to sleep, it helps. <laughs> so <laughs> I really like I feel like. Yeah, we're not like making anyone feel bad about their existence or anything. And I recently had this idea about a couple guys that I met through my improv class. Whenever we hang out, we get in these really funny riffs with each other and I just laugh so much. And then like me and one of these guys just went to the Apple store last night because I wanted to try on a watch. And you and I are going to get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, but the, one of the people working there was so fun and turned out they were also an improv and we were just like having a great time, like doing a bunch of goofs in the Apple store. And I was like, we should, we should have some sort of a show or a troupe or so. Cause I wanted to share that. Like, yeah, this person just got to be a part of our little like hee hee bubble for a little while. And it made their day better. They were like, y'all just made my shift feel so much shorter. Thank you. And that's what well, I love yeah. about podcasts, right? Like, I love that podcasts are one of the only forms of media that like structurally 
try as Spotify might, have, has not like conceded to this ecosystem. You right. still could just make a thing, put it out there for free. People can put it on their phones, listen to it for free. Like it is as close as we have to like independent media left, right? Like, yes. Nothing else exists like that. Even YouTube, you're like at the whims of YouTube. That's a platform that could just take your videos down, just you know, rank you low in some fucking algorithm so you don't show up in anyone's feed, right? Like you're at the whims of that system. Podcasting is the only thing. It's like, yeah, you just get a server, put MP3s on it, and uh, and you're done. But um, yeah, that's what I love about it so much is that it's just it's. It's just trying to take that like mundane, beautiful part of life of just having a good time with people you like talking to and like capture that a little bit and share it with other people. Yeah, I think it's great that you're doing that. I love like to celebrate the, the mundane. That's the best thing of life. I do too. Did you hear about the guy that got robbed uh, outside of the, I guess, is it, I think the Manhattan or like Times Square Apple store is open 24 hours. Is this a thing you've heard about? What? It's apparently some Apple store in New York. It's open 24 hours. That's like their whole shtick is that you Must can be the come to the Apple store whenever you want. And apparently some guy bought $300,000 worth of iPhones at the Apple store what? at 2 a.m. in the morning and then got robbed uh, leaving the Apple store. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> was like was it another patron of the Apple store just like watching him shop and going, oh, boy. You know, I heard follow- about this on another podcast and they were unclear of the details based on the news story they had read. But I assume there has to be some sort of weird, yeah. dark stuff going on there. Like, why would you buy $300,000 worth of iPhones? Like, you can't resell them for any yeah. more. Like, and also, I imagine somebody knew you were going to do this and like plan to rob you because that doesn't really seem like a yeah, crime of opportunity. Exactly. I don't know. And also, why is there not, like, a governor on the amount of iPhones you could buy? Like, it seems like the Apple store might be like, uh, this is a little sus. Our sus alarm is going off. I'm amazed <laughs> that their point-of-sale system can process a $300,000 transaction. <laughs> like, yeah, how did you like, pay for sure. those iPhones, sir? Yeah, how much money do you want to give us? We'll take it all. But yeah, are you going to start another podcast with some of your comedy friends? No, and I was thinking more about like maybe starting like an improv group with them or Even something. Even better, do that. Um, so yeah, maybe something like that. But Andy, I really okay. Apple Watch problems. Uh, I really want a new Apple Watch because the one that I have is an entire year old. Ugh. And, <laughs> and disgusting. You know how Apple <laughs> products are when the when the batteries just like don't hold up the way they used to. So it's like dying pretty quickly and if i'm like tracking a really long hike or something i'm wanting i want it to last longer than that and so i went to try on the new like big fancy one the big one that's for like uh it's for trail running and scuba diving and all that stuff is it actually bigger or do you just mean big is inexpensive no it is bigger it is bigger yeah the one that i have is 41 millimeters and that one is like 44 five or 48 that is a really big jump i mean even 41 to 45 is a huge jump yeah and so i'm upset because they don't have anything in the middle like like this one is only available in this big size and i put it on my wrist and it's literally like hanging over the edges of my wrist like it it doesn't work you look like a child who stole your futuristic parents watch yes exactly and the edges on it were a little cheapy. So I was a little bit bummed because I was kind of like, ooh, maybe this will be like my Christmas gift to myself. Uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 extremely gendered. Like it just feels like this is for a man's wrist, a man who goes and climbs mountains. And I want like, what if you're 
a person uh, whose gender is is less, but but the same. I want to do those activities, but I was born in a female body with tinier bones. <laughs> I think you're probably right to a degree, but yeah. I also think it might just be that the fancier watch has more stuff in it, and they can't fit it in a smaller package. Yeah, you're probably right. So I should just wait until like the V2 or the V3 of this thing. Yeah, maybe. Have I ever told you what I want Apple to make or any? What do you want? Like? I I want an Apple Watch that is not a fucking watch. I want like a I I would wear like a like you ever seen those a wrist like, computer? No, I don't want it on my wrist. It's the thing. Have you ever seen those? Uh, like I want no screen on it. I just want it to capture all of the stuff that like the Apple Watch captures for health reasons. And I want oh. it to be like I don't know. I would wear a a like chest uh, heart rate monitor every day if uh, if I could do that, and it would capture all these things for me. And yeah. I looked into it, and there are some of these things, but they're all like designed specifically for like people that do super exercise and not for like normal people that just want to keep track of their health because they live in a country with a terrible healthcare system where they don't have a doctor that's an advocate for their own health and they have to do it themselves manually. Uh, yep. But that's that's all I want is like I don't ever want to see it. Uh, I I would gladly like let somebody implant something in me if uh, if it could actually keep track of all that stuff. You mean the mark of the beast, Andy? Sure, the mark of the beast, Linda. Whatever it takes. I just want all this stuff to be uh, stored in the clued so I can go get it whenever I want. This is kind of how the Fitbit started. I think it was like the first thing to do this, and it was like I remember you had to put it in your pocket, um, and it would just like count your steps. Yeah, but that, and that was just was, steps, like, basically. Yeah the first the first one of these yeah and then it becomes like but what if it's also your phone and it's also on on your wrist and telling you that you have a slack message and i don't want that because i'm really impressed at the stuff that the apple watch can do like with you know heart rate and things like that and all the like weird sensors they have in it like it's very cool i want to know those things but i do not want to wear an apple watch under any circumstances well i like it but like the new ones have cycle tracking where it'll uh It'll check your temperature, and when it like starts to figure out your cycle for you, it'll tell you when you're ovulating. That's cool. cool. Yeah, handy stuff. Very handy. So anyway, that's the product I want, but I don't think it's got a lot of market demand. Everyone else wants, no. you know, their, their Twitter notifications on their wrist or whatever, which which you don't does not appeal to me at all. Yeah, I turned all that stuff off, and I just use it for like, hey, I'm going for a walk. I just like I like wearing a regular watch because I'm uh, I, I fancy myself old fashioned boy. You've always been an old fashioned watch boy. I feel like uh, I've always been a little bit of an old soul. Yeah, is that because you had to go through hard stuff as a young person? No, I didn't have to go through hard stuff as a young person. <laughs> my my life as a young person was very easy. I had to go through hard stuff as a thirty year old. <laughs> it was very different. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was old. I was an old soul, but I was optimistic about the future and full of life. Yeah. As opposed to now, where I'm an old soul and I don't know, nihilistic. Yeah. Wait, have I talked to you since my sister had to have her appendix taken out? No, we have not talked about your sister's appendix. Yeah, her appendix almost blew up. She got it taken out though, and everything's okay now. I'm glad she's Uh, okay. That's very scary. Me too. Well, you made me think of it when you were talking about something i forget and uh i was thinking about medical bills and how mm, yeah uh, about how our medical system's totally fucked yeah totally fucked and broken yeah she's even on like the like the air force like the government insurance which is like some of the best i think uh that you can have and it still costs like a handful of thousand dollars to have this emergency surgery and if I mean, she it's probably just like her out-of-pocket max, right? She has to hit that before yeah. the insurance will fucking do anything. 
Yeah, exactly. And if she didn't have insurance, it would have been like 60 grand or something, which is just so stupid. But uh, anyway, so that happened and Thanksgiving has happened and I made sweet potatoes and I saw friends and babies and I stayed here. And for Christmas, I'm going to stay here also. I'm going to go home like the weekend before Christmas because flights are so bonkers. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Not traveling in airports on the holidays, I think, is a good a good life goal. Yeah. This I'm ready the first to Thanksgiving where it. I like went home and like did Thanksgiving Thanksgiving with like a group of my family since the beginning of wow. the pandemic at least. How was it? It was fine. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, you know, I, I'm close with my mom and my sister and my brother-in-law, but like my extended family, I'm not that close with, right? Like, I whatever, like they're nice people, used to see them on holidays. Now I don't anymore, but it's not a huge deal. Uh, I, I do have one cousin that uh, and his wife that I, I missed and it was good to see them. They uh, they had a rough couple of years too. So there was some commiserating over like, hey, pretty bad two and a half years, huh? Which was, yeah. I don't know, nice to commiserate. It's good to hug. Yeah. Did I tell you about my grandpa and his stroke? No, Linda. You haven't told me about any of these things. We've been not talking regularly because I've been furious on my internet, and I had to edit the last podcast, and I never edit them, <laughs> and so I didn't have. Well, a... because I've because I've moved, and there's been a holiday. I just like have no concept of time right now. I'm just like there's been this like bird's nest of time for the last I don't know, almost month, and then. I think we talked right before the bird's nest of time. So yeah, but my grandpa had a stroke, but he's recovering. And, um, I bring it up because this anecdote has made it into my standup set, uh, where my grandma was really, really sad when obviously like the day that he had a stroke and she was like, I never thought that I would have to do this. Like I never thought that I'd, like lived to see the day where I had to like drive away from a nursing home and leave my husband there, which was just like so sad. That's really hard. I know. So and far, then, it's a really funny joke, Linda. I'm loving it. I'm really good at stand up. Mm-hmm. I can tell. <laughs> I just go up there and I'm like, have you ever thought about how you're going to die someday and everyone you love will too? You ever thought and about having just... to leave your loved one behind at a care home because uh, they are no longer independent? Pretty cool. Pretty fun. Yeah. And you can't afford uh, at home care because. You know, you live in hell world. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I was like, what are you going to do to make yourself feel better? And she was like, I'll figure it out and I'll get back to you. And so the next day uh, she was like, I did. I figured out what to do to cheer myself up. And I was like, what's that, grandma? And she was like, I took uh, the dogs. She has two black labs. And I put them in the back of the car and I drove them to Dairy Queen and I let them eat French fries. Cup, cup, cup. French fries. (laughs) French fries. That was a that was an unexpected turn at the end there. I know. Because is there not other places that are more known for their French fries? You could take the dogs for I French know, fries. I know, and that's 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 the punchline on the joke. Is like, well, if she really loved them. She would have taken them to McDonald's. But mm. but yeah, it's it was so. Oh, that's not a joke. That's a good one, Linda. I like it. Thank you. But it was so sweet. Like, oh, it's just so so. Even if she's a little racist, um, a lot of really wholesome stuff happening there, and I. I just love that, like, to cheer herself up, she just, like, let her dogs eat French fries. I mean, and then she also it sounds pretty some... cheerful to me. I, I'd be excited to watch that. Yeah. And then she did some crafting, and she was like, I, I snuck a little wine into my ginger ale. <laughs> Beautiful. My, my Christian family does not know how to drink, and it's very cute. 
That honestly, it's it's better to not know how to drink. That's that's what you want. I agree. You want I to be agree. like I snuck a little. Would you, did you say wine into my ginger ale? Actually, I'm just now registering. Yeah. What you said. Yeah, yeah I, wine. my head just filled that into, I snuck some alcohol into my mixer, and it did not connect that you said wine into ginger ale. That is a bit, <laughs> that is a bit perverse, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's some real Midwestern who gives a fuck. <laughs> that's like some snicker apple salad shit right there. Yeah. So yeah, these are the big updates for me. That's a lot of uh, updates, a lot going on. Yeah, stand-up has been fun, um, but I, I, I'm glad that I did it, because, or am doing it, because I'm realizing what I do like about it, what I don't like about it. I went to an open mic in the city, and like just seeing like the types of people who are there, and they do this like 15 times a week, and like that's like the path. I'm like, I'm just going to do my own thing, and if it doesn't work, like, I, I don't even know what work means. Well, you didn't to- get into this to like try and fucking get on SNL right. or whatever, right? Like, I'm not trying to be the next Amy Schumer. I just like, yeah, I just really wanted to learn how to do stand-up. And so, yeah, it's fun. But I, I already feel this, like, stand-ups kind of have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they're like, well, I'm doing it harder than you. Like, I'm going to more open mics, and I'm... But I really like the class that I'm in. The class doesn't have that vibe. Just kind of, like, the world of it in New York does. And Look, it's a person that uh, that used to take everything that i loved very competitively let me tell you there's a lot of people out there that take things they love competitively you know yeah yeah and what if you just had fun instead yeah people don't know how to have fun it's hard kind of like your magic thing that's where i was kind of going with that before it's like well what's the reason here because if you're doing it to be like competitive and take the fun out of it then maybe fuck it but no, there's no like, competition because really, like the the specific kind of magic we're playing, there's nobody else doing it. It's not like we're competing with anybody. Like, it's a very niche kind of uh, of magic, and so it's not like we're like yeah. looking at some other channel and being like, we want to be like them. No one else does this, so it's kind of like doing our own thing. Yeah, I get that. I don't know, Linda. I don't know. What are you gonna do this weekend, Andy? Uh, this weekend, I'm gonna edit the podcast like I do every weekend, and mm-hmm. I got some house stuff I've been doing. None of that mm-hmm. is exciting or worth talking about. It's just like, you know, I've got a list so long of just like things that will each take me 30 minutes to an hour that I need to like work up the activation energy to like start doing. So yep. I'll do some of those things probably. Um, I don't know. I do have a, I do want to, so you mentioned your grandparents, you talked talk about Thanksgiving. My, uh, my grandparents are definitely getting older. My grandfather's like, kind of not entirely with it anymore my grandmother's getting a little goofier let's put it that way and she's historically not been a goofy woman not like an overly serious woman but like she's not known to like joke around right anyway this family does the thing at thanksgiving which i actually really don't like which is that uh, at thanksgiving dinner everyone has to go around and say what they're thankful for for the year which is like all right fine great we'll do that thing but uh we did that and there was like lots of touching moments about all kinds of stuff and there was like a mass shooting at my one cousin's college and like that was very oh, traumatic. It was like all kinds of stuff happening and, you know, allusions to all the awful things that have happened to us and our cousins and stuff over the years. And we get to the very end and uh, and my grandmother goes, and now I have something I want to read. And she like leaves the room and we're all like, uh-oh. And she comes oh, back with a piece of paper and we're like, what is going on? And she like clears her throat and then she starts going, instructions for how to give your kitty a pill. And then she <laughs> proceeds to read out loud the like least funny chain email I have ever heard in my entire life. This really, really long chain email that basically says like 
the the bit of the of the message is like take the pill, put it in your cat's mouth, uh, and do this thing. And then the next thing begins with go get the pill from under the couch because obviously the cat didn't actually you know swallow the pill. <laughs> what a grandma joke! And it oh. just escalates uh, until it's like you know tie down the cat, jam the pill down its throat with like the back of a spoon, and it's like it's and like she's reading it, skin. and we're all laughing. At her, not at the email. The email's right. not funny, but the situation is hilarious. It is so fucking funny that this old lady thought this email was so good that she printed it out, put it in her purse, and was like, Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner, I'm going to read this to everybody. And so we're all oh, dying, man. and she sees us dying, and she's laughing. She can barely make it through reading this email, and it was like, it was a beautiful moment. A very beautiful moment, I have to say. That is really, really funny. It felt and like... And watching, watching other people laugh is one of the funniest things, too. Okay, well, hold on. I have a thing about that, too. But uh, I was going to say that this situation felt like 5% removed from like what would be a Tim Robinson sketch. It was so close <laughs> to being a Tim yeah. Robinson sketch. As she continued, as this like letter continued to escalate and like how severely you had to hold the cat down and like shove the pill down its throat and got like more and more intense. I was like, if this ends with like, you know, put the cat on the rack and like fire the pill down its throat with like a rifle, then we are just full on, full on Tim Robinson mode. (laughs) So so funny. My, my friend has recently turned me on to this show, which I've not watched much of because Hillary does not like it. And so, I have to watch it alone. I never watch TV alone. So I'm probably not going to watch that much of it. But Linda, I think you might like it too. Ooh, what is it? Have you ever heard of a show called Documental? Uh, I don't think I have. Okay. I had not heard of it either. So it, it sounds is like a, documentary now or is it? It, it's, it has, it's not. So it's like, it's like documenting mental state. It's a weird name and it's a weird name because I think it's translated from Japanese. It's a Japanese reality show. Yeah. And what the show is, is they get like a dozen or 15 stand-up comedians or like you know comedians of any sort from japan and put them in a room and they have to stay in the room for six hours and the only rule is they're not allowed to laugh and so they all oh my god they all put a bunch of money in a pot and then whoever's left in the room after six hours like splits the pot right so uh they're basically trying to like outlast everybody else by not laughing while also simultaneously trying to make everyone else laugh so that they get out of the room uh right it gets like pretty wild and pretty intense, but most of the show is just like looking at people who are like right on the edge of dying and you can see them like tightening their lips and like little like yeah. tears forming in their eyes and you can see them trying not to laugh and it is a delight to watch that. I love this. Okay, last week in improv, um, I ended up playing this character that was like a therapist who can't stop laughing at their patients and it was one of the most fun characters to play because I had to play you know, where people are telling me really serious shit. And for whatever reason, this therapist, like the things that make her laugh the most are the most tragic things. So like, as it escalates, it's like the, the things that people are coming on stage to confide in me are like getting more and more serious. And I'm having a harder and harder time not cracking up. And but it it has the effect of like, I was actually having a hard time not laughing. That's good. Like, because can you actually like, muster a fake laugh? Uh, well, that's the thing about that's what I'm saying is like, even if you just start to pretend to laugh, I think you start to actually laugh because I think it's so contagious. And like everyone in the room was laughing way more than usual. Because they're watching somebody laugh. Like I I, I do think it's contagious. I love the idea of this show because it's like, yeah, it's even harder not to once you're thinking about it. And once you're Yeah, it's amazing. I would have a hard time, I think, getting over that first lip, though. Like, 
I cannot force myself to laugh at all. It feels like completely fake. And then I'm like hyper conscious of the fact that I'm like fake laughing. Yeah. But, but I do understand that once you get over that point, then, you know, you're just kind of like waiting for someone to say anything and whatever it is, you know, is going to make you laugh. Whatever they say, it doesn't really matter. And right. any amount of like unexpectedness in their response where it's like, you know, my dog just died of, uh, typhoid right i was trying to think of something funny for a dog to die from it turns out dogs dying is not generally that funny but (laughs) (laughs) but um but uh yeah i can see how that would happen and then you're just like you're right on the cusp and anything is like ready to push you over the edge i feel like life used to be full of those moments a lot more when you were younger like in school where you like you would look at a friend from across the class and then you just like can't not make each other laugh yeah and my sister and i would get in trouble because we'd get in these like giggle fits and then it's just like it just gets harder and harder and harder to not burst out laughing. The penis game was for this. The penis game? Yeah, did you ever play this game? Uh- oh, so you can say penis the loudest, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Sure, sure, sure. I had forgotten that about that one, game. I hadn't thought about it in about 25 years, but. Yeah, because I think I only remember it because of the show Pen 15. Like, I think that they do it in that show. Oh, do um, they? I remember it like Maybe. it's like a very slight scene. Like it's not like a point of the story or anything. It's just like at one point they're like penis. <laughs> there also might be seasons of Ed Show I haven't watched. I don't know. I only watched like the first season. Yeah. Are there more? Uh yeah. Okay. Like two or three. Okay. There's like a weird like middle of the pandemic like animated version that came out. Um, huh. Anyway. Anyway, happy Friday, Andy. Happy Friday, Linda. TGIF is what I always say. Yeah, next week I'll be in San Francisco. Well, I want to get back on it. We said this too many times, but I'm going to actually be insistent now. My no, internet's fixed. The recording setup's fixed. You're moved. Let's yeah. get back on a regular recording schedule. So you let me Everything know when next week is a good time place. for you to talk. I will. Next Monday. I'm calling it. All right. Pick the time right now. Let's do it. We're putting it on Two a o'clock. goddamn calendar. 2 o'clock Pacific time. 2 o'clock Pacific time? That's perfect. It's 5 p.m. my time. Send me an invite. I'm doing it right now. Yay. I love you, Linda. I'll talk to you in a week and uh, two and a half hours. Okay, great. I love you, Andy. Bye. Bye.